Hi everyone and welcome to Friends Till the End, your one-stop shop for all things Friends as we run down episodes of Friends one by one all the way through until the end. See it's Friends and we're going to watch it until the end at the end of season 10. That's explaining the name. That's explaining the title. I'm Michael. I am joined by my wonderful companion, Elizabeth. How's it going, Elizabeth? Pretty good, Michael. How are you? I'm doing great, Elizabeth. You know why? Why, Michael? <sighs> That's why. It's oh. the end of, end of the month. Back on that booze train. It's actually the beginning of the month. <laughs> end of my month. That horrible, horrible month that I've just had. Boy, oh boy, have I fallen off that wagon hard. So I'm celebrating. You, you did a whole month without drinking, so I had to watch Friends while drinking all by myself, which wasn't very fun. Ah, it was all right. I, I mean, drinking alone is not the greatest, so it's not mm. as fun. Agreed, but uh, it has given us a chance to kind of compile the, the rules to the drinking game. You know, I kept on thinking of ones and then forgetting about them because I was so drunk all the time. So now that I've been able to compile them with a clear head, we can uh, play it properly. And I think I think we're going to actually our next our next few episodes we're we're actually going to bash out over the next weekend. We're going to record them all back to back. So I think we're going to really implement our drinking game uh, during the next few recordings. So this one's going out on Thursday. Come come Sunday, that's going to be the start. And we're going to going to have a, a couple of a couple of beverages while we watch those episodes. And. Didn't we have a listener contribute a drinking rule for our drinking game? Yes, indeed. Well, we we had a couple of suggestions on on Twitter. This is a, a sort of fan compiled game as well, which we'll we'll run down the rules at the start of the next episode. Uh, but uh, yeah, we did have a couple of contributions. Just off the top of my head, we had at Josh Solback, and he did suggest uh, one that I could remember. I, I don't think it means too much to you just now because we haven't come across it. But Chandler kind of develops a catchphrase in later episodes oh. which kind of involves him going could i be and then it kind of follow like it, it's hard to explain out of context okay. so it's just something that you're gonna have to look out for i don't think it's really gonna come into play until season two or three but he was just one of the of the few contributions that we had and we we fleshed out a couple of couple more ourselves if we'd been playing our drinking game tonight i think we would have been three sheets to the wind by now to be honest because there was a lot of turtlenecks there was a lot of oversized suit jackets there were so many turtlenecks joey mm-hmm. there so was many. there were so many cheap lesbian laughs they, they just, they They're don't, just they don't want to write any jokes for no. it and they don't have to it's not even clever it gets the laugh every time i will get the laugh track but does it get the laugh is uh, it insensitive Look, by today's standards, yeah, it is, but I don't think we can judge too harshly because they're not—they're not taking the mick. They're not. I mean, they're not being homophobic. No, they're not, and they're not being mean, and they're not being particularly mean towards the characters either. But it's just the fact that they're relying solely on the presence mm. of lesbians to be funny, which I think it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, it doesn't make any sense in twenty seventeen. Here we are, for goodness' sake. But back back in nineteen ninety five. I, I can see why we'd get a laugh. It probably made me laugh at, at, at 12 years old. I mean, look honest. how far we've come, though. Yeah, indeed. So the episode in question that we have just finished watching is episode 14. The one with the candy hearts. The candy hearts. Candy hearts, yes. Which first premiered. Premiered? Premiered? I like the way you say it. How do I say it? Premiered. And what's the correct way? Premiered. Okay, it's premiered. I got stick off my mum, apparently I'm pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> I'm betraying my Scottish roots, so I, I, I need to be careful with the correct pronunciation. But anyway, it first aired back in the 9th of February, 
1995. Do you think, Elizabeth, that it drew in a higher or lower audience than our previous one, the one with the boobies, which drew 25.8 million people? I think less. Less? Yeah, you'd be right. 23.8, so exactly 2 million. Wow. Less. Good for me. And again, they've had a couple of weeks in between episodes here. I don't know what was going on at the end of January, but um, uh, yeah, they've had a couple of weeks off. Well, I mean, January this was a, a Valentine's Day episode. Right. So maybe they wanted to air it closer to Valentine's Day? Yeah, I know, but you could just kind of chop and change and make things work, I, I think. I suppose so, yeah. yeah. They usually plan these things out ahead of time. Anyway, we open in Central Park, as, as we're prone to. Yes. We have Joey and Chandler chatting to Ross. They're trying to convince Ross to um, talk to an attractive lady who's sitting at the bar. Mm -hmm. As we've seen from past episodes, Ross probably shouldn't be taking relationship advice from Chandler. Chandler, at least. I wouldn't say Joey uh, either. I would say Joey as well, to be honest. But Chandler has led him astray a couple of times in the past with his clumsy courtship of Rachel. So (laughs) perhaps he he shouldn't really be listening to, to old Chandler. But anyway... There's there's an attractive uh, woman at the bar, a neighbor of Ross's, and they're trying to convince him to go over and talk to him. And Ross is like, "Well, I don't really know her. Uh, I I borrowed an egg off her once." And so they they think, "Well, this is great." Uh, and then Joey's like, "Hell!" Yeah. He asks one of the Central Perk staff, "Can I get an egg? Can I get an egg?" And they bring him an egg, and they say, "Yeah, you should go over and give her back the egg, and that'll be your way in, and that'll be your 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 ticket to success." A one-way ticket into her panties. With an egg? With an egg. Well, that, well, that begs the question. I've got two... That, that bring, begs two questions for you, Elizabeth. Ask one, me. If, if you had lent a neighbour an egg and then they came up to you in public later on, at a later date and offered you back said egg and then asked you out on a date, would that work for you? <laughs> no! No? An egg... But look, but look, look at you! You're laughing, you're smiling. You like no. that's a char- That's a that's how you get noticed. That's how you it's, stand out from the crowd. Sure, it's it's kind of sweet, I guess. It's a little desperate. It's like I have nothing else to offer this woman, and my line has to be, oh, oh my gosh, right? I borrowed an egg from her one time, so let me return the egg. No, Maybe but that's like that's not what they're going for. That's it's more of a oh, I'm so charming. Here's your egg bag. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. You don't think? No. All right. It wouldn't work. I mean, when your neighbors and someone asks to borrow one egg, you're not you're not asking them for three thousand bucks. You're asking for an egg. Mm-hmm. And and for the most part, people might be able to spare that. It's not in, intended that an egg would come back to you. So it's like a cute approach. But it's one thing if you go to their door and say, "Here's the like, here's the egg I borrowed from you," instead of out in public. No, but if you just do it at the, the door, they just to... think, "Oh, well, they're just returning that egg that they borrowed." Whereas if you do it. Out in public, you're like, oh, this is charming. This guy's a I mean, it might work for a lot of people, but what do you do now? You just have this egg with you, and you're sitting there all awkwardly trying to finish your coffee because <laughs> you just came there to read a book. Right. And you're like, okay, um, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it would be a fun story if it all worked out for them. Like, oh, he, he we started dating because of an egg, so it'd be nice that way. But... Yeah, right. I think that's what they're going for. Oh, do you think it would work for you? Do I think... I think... I'm not saying specifically for me, but I think if you have, like, the confidence, 
like if you go up and you like present it and you're all confident with it and then at the same time you kind of acknowledge the fact that it's kind of a lame move i think that that's like enough charm that kind of shows that you're a little bit self-deprecating you've got a sense of humor you're a little bit i don't know you know New York is a competitive dating scene for the the mid twenties, Elizabeth. This you got to stand out some way. I guess. I mean, especially back in nineteen ninety five, didn't have, they didn't have. A, I was almost gonna say Tumblr, but that's not right. They didn't they, have the internet. They didn't have the internet. No, they no, they did. They, they did. They didn't have Tinder back then. No, you know, not Tinder. That's for sure. You've got to stand out somewhere. You're gonna get left behind. I guess. I mean, it definitely makes an impression. Yeah. Going up to someone with an egg, mm-hmm. but the thing is, he didn't even think about it i mean i guess he wouldn't have known she would have been there but like the fact that he had to go out of his way to ask the staff at the cafe he goes to for an egg but i think that's part one. of it but i think that's part of it as well well that's that was going to be my next question would would a coffee shop ha- have an egg <laughs> if they made their own baked goods maybe, which i don't think they do then like there's no not. evidence to that whatsoever there's no sign of a kitchen there's never any reference to anybody like preparing food in the back like they have like the like maybe a basket of muffins on the counter, but you would bring those in. You wouldn't bake those on, I on don't the premises. Know. I maybe if they make their own like scones and muffins and things like that, they would, but There's uh, no evidence to that though. Then they most likely wouldn't have an egg because there's no really cafe drink that would require an mm-hmm. egg that I can think of unless they make like some sort of smoothie or something. But I don't Even know. Then. Well, if you work in a, a coffee shop similar to Central Perk and uh, you have a definitive answer to us, at friendspod is uh, the, the Twitter handle and, and let us know because we need to know the answers to that. We dolly. need to know. We need to know. I need to know. And also let us know if, 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 a, if a, a guy or a girl presented you an egg in, a, in an attempt to, to ask you out for, a, for dinner and cuddles then. Would it work on you? I'd be interested to find out if our listeners would be won over by an egg. I would be interested, and I would love to know the reasoning mm-hmm. behind it. Yeah. Okay. Well, at friends pod with these answers. All right. Uh, God, we're we're over ten minutes in, and we're already we're not even into the opening credits yet. Well, let's get into it, Michael. Well, pausing briefly on the the theme music yet again. You you had another observation out with the clapping and the lights and the umbrellas. You, you didn't like the guys dancing for some reason in the, oh, the, in the opening credits. <laughs> I was wondering credits. what you were going to say there. No, it's not that I don't like it. It just seems um, strange. Why? Well, Joey's is fine. He just looks like a goober. He's a goofball, whatever. Chandler looks like he had one too many hits off the bong. Which... It, with all due respect and you know without giving away too much it's very possible for Matthew Perry at about that time of his life when that would have been recorded okay well now I feel bad <laughs> well what's your problem with Ross well apart from well, no Ross is just Ross clearly can't dance so he's just doing like the yeah. slow, slow like dee, dee, yeah awkward dee. dad dancing yeah, so that's that's fine. I just really noticed it with Chandler, I guess. He just looks too, like, he has, like, a goofy grin on his face, and he's dancing. His dancing is fine. It's more like his grin. Hmm. And, well, now I feel bad now that you say that, but yeah, he just looks like, unless he was so comfortable and with some of his best friends, which I guess in case he is, yes. he probably wouldn't of course he is. look like that and dance like that. But, but maybe that's just, That like just means he's a great actor. He's managed to trick you into thinking that there he is dancing with his best friends i mean it could have been like they've done 14 takes of that one part already and he's just like for god's sakes just get this take all right let me just do it as goofy as i can who knows who knows but i 
every time I watch the opening credits, I notice him especially. I think he's a very good dancer. I think you're being a bit harsh. I missed all the other nonsense that happens Mm -hmm. with the the umbrella, the light at the end. (laughs) It's just... It's just the low light of your Who directed this? Who was the director? Mm. Oh, they have a different director pretty much every episode. Well, there we go. (laughs) But they don't reshoot the opening sequence every week. Well, maybe they should. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the the episode opens, and curiously, something that we don't really see very often is we kind of cut straight back to the scene that we left when the opening credits rolled. We're still in the coffee shop. Uh, Ross is now chatting to this woman. Uh, Joey and Chandler are sitting off on their own, and then Phoebe and, and Monica come in as well. Phoebe is talking about... In fact, Monica is trying to talk Phoebe out of a bad idea. It seems... Roger, old Fisher Stevens from our previous episode, is is asking her out on another date, and for a second I have a glimmer of hope that we're going to see him back again, but no, it's just a parting (laughs) shot. Uh, Valentine's Day is coming up, this is the the Valentine's Day episode as you alluded to earlier, and and Phoebe's kind of talking about, well, I don't really want to go out with him, but... It's better than than having no one on Valentine's Day, I suppose. So that kind of sets up everything. It is Valentine's Day coming up, and and all of the gang are, are making plans for that. Joey and Chandler have a double date set up. For Chandler, it's a blind date. Joey is, Joey's got himself a date, but presumably he had to supply a number two for um, for his date's friend. Yeah. Yeah. Does that happen? Is that is that is that a common thing? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Okay. So anyway, they they have that set up. The the girls. Uh, when discussing it later, they're kind of swapping stories of all the terrible dates they've had and all the terrible boyfriends they've had. So Phoebe makes a suggestion that they have this kind of weird hippie cleansing ritual. I'm sorry, why was there weird and hippie in front of that word? Because it's a cleansing ritual, People Elizabeth. do cleanses of their bodies. Right. Michael, did This you isn't just, what they're doing. Did you just not come off of a one-month detox from alcohol it's not the same thing you just cleansed your body of alcohol well i didn't light a fire in the middle of the living room and pour all of my alcohol into it to get rid of it Mm -hmm. it's therapeutic Mm -hmm. i have so many questions to ask you once we once we get there we'll get there anyway so basically their their plan is to light a fire and burn all of their ex's stuff and and that's going to be how they spend valentine's day and ross is successful the egg works for Ross. Ooh. He does uh, indeed secure a date with this woman. Did you pick up her name? I, th- I, I think he mentions it at, oh, on the gosh. actual date, but I... Yeah, I didn't catch it. Yeah. This goes back to my theory from the last episode. Unless you're dating Phoebe, you're pretty much forgettable and dismissible. It's because Phoebe's the bone. Well, despite her crappy cleansing rituals, she does date some interesting characters. Excuse me. Cleansing <laughs> rituals can be very great for many uh, people. Well... We'll we'll see how that goes for the for the ladies later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. So he secures a date, although curiously he he doesn't pass on the egg. You know, Chandler gives him a wee hug to to celebrate him securing a date, and the egg is in his pocket, and it kind of breaks, and they they kind of shuffle off awkwardly. Which makes me think: Did he even like bring the egg into play, or do you think? Like, did he even mention the egg to her, or did he just kind of take it up with him and then, like, not mention it at all? No, I think he did, and then once he was going, he, I, I don't know, like, he might have had it in his hand, and as they were talking, he might have slipped it into his jacket pocket, just, you know, mm. casually, just because he wasn't thinking about it, and, and whatever, they were planning a date, and this is the time, and whatever. 
So I think he just totally forgot, and she totally forgot, because it really wasn't about the egg. Right. We're getting we're dwelling on the egg way too much. We need to. <laughs> we need to and I, I blame myself for this more than anything. So you we'll, keep asking about the egg. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Well, the egg is broken now. I'm so the commentary. We can so anyway, uh, we go to the the double date with Joey and Chandler, which occurs the day before Valentine's Day, because that's the perfect time to go on a date. Joey's date arrives, and then to Chandler's horror, the friend that she has brought along is a blast from the past, making her third appearance in the season. I didn't realize she appeared so often just in season one. It, it's Janice! Wait, so Dropping her very famous catchphrase, Oh. My. God. Which we would have taken a drink for if we were playing our drinking game. That's her catchphrase? Yeah. I think, I guess this is the first time she probably does it, but it, it, it comes up a lot. So she's in it more than the season one. Oh, shit. Yes. Did you just hear that, everybody? He just spoiled that for me. So Janice sticks around, huh? Well. Is that a spoiler? I don't think it's much of a spoiler to say between now and the nine more years that you haven't been watching Friends that she appears at least once more. Fine. But other people adopt it as a catchphrase as well. So it, it's not like it becomes kind of a, a saying, but it isn't necessarily linked to her. But she kind of kicks it all off. Is that a catchphrase? I feel like everybody says, oh my God. It's more the way you say it. It's like oh the pauses. my God. That's right. You nailed it. Just like that. Well, yeah. I'm a woman. But you got it. You nailed it We're just, just right. naturally great at everything. Ooh. Sexist. So anywho. So Chandler so- is mortified. Chandler is mortified. And for some reason, once they find out that it is Janice and Chandler that they're going on this double date with, neither of them choose to leave. Mm-hmm. And that's curious because, you know, Joey and his date are having a grand old time and they're just sitting there commenting Awkwardly negatively. sucking face at the yeah. table while, yeah, they're just... But, it, but, but why is it that they felt like they needed to stay when... Joey and his date were having a great time whispering into one another's mm-hmm. ear, being very sexual and whatever. Right. Like, they were just kind of, like, the outliers. Why didn't they just leave? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of ways this scenario could have played out in real life. And it's in no way what appears on screen. Because if you were Janice and you were like, I I, I want something to do tonight, you should take me out, you're my friend. And, and she gets there and sees Chandler. She could just be like, right... Thank you for trying to set me up. Uh, I've been out with this guy twice before. We already know it doesn't work, so I'm going to leave you to your date. I'm sure he'll happily leave as well. Have a nice night. Yeah. Right. It's but, not like she was leaving her friend alone on Valentine's Day, that they had some sort of pact or anything. Right. She could have easily just been like, well, that's a bust. That that sucks, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go spend my night elsewhere. Right. But they just stayed. Yep. And And then later on in the date, you find out that this woman that Joey's on the date with is whispering sweet nothings to him in his ear. And There's so... nothing sweet about what she's <laughs> whispering into his ear, apart from the dessert that she wants to rub on him. Uh, and then lick off him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so, you know, Joey's saying to Chandler, I think we're just going to go at this point. Like, mm-hmm. we got to go. Yeah. So here's my credit card. Right. And then... But the meal is over. That Like, they, they've at least had one course. I guess so. There's stuff on the table. Yeah, no, I guess so. But at that point, he has his card. Why wouldn't he say, all right, I'm going to get the bill. And then and they just, leave. Uh, like, you can go, like, feel free to go. Like, 
nothing's happening out of this. Mm-hmm. But instead, Chandler's like, well, we have this credit card. Why don't we get another drink? Why don't we get dessert? Why don't we get a flat screen yeah, TV? Yeah, at that point, ha, ha, ha. you're free. Like, even if you felt like an obligation, it's like, I said I'd go on this double date. I got to support my, my friend, so mm-hmm. I'll stick around for this double date. Like, at that point, the double date is over. So mm-hmm. you could just be like, see ya. Right, you know you don't have to pay. You could offer, but, like, there's a card down mm-hmm. at this point, so whatever. Um, yeah, but they decide to take Joey's card and get a bottle of champagne each mm-hmm. and just kind of let the night run away with itself. Mm-hmm. So they get drunk. They get Joey's credit card. They get drunk. And and they end up in bed together. Again. Well, we see we the next scene, we... Mm-hmm. S- see Chandler in bed and with like someone's arm and then well it's not even that he has he has two hands like on his chest and then his other hand like comes into play so he realizes he has a a, a third hand that's like on his chest and he's like oh what's this as if we don't already know but it's almost as if like they're trying to reveal oh what's happened who's he gone to bed with but like the way that it's shot it's almost like the camera person is messed up because <laughs> like i think what it's originally meant to be is is focused on Chandler center and then it's meant to pull back and you see Janice but you can already see her face smiling and then the camera pulls back and you can see more of her face so i so it's pr- it's either very shoddy camera work, which should never have made the final cut. They should have gone back and done it again, or like it was shot originally like in like standard framing, and then it's been like converted to widescreen so mm-hmm. that you could like see her later. So yeah. like it's somewhere or another, like the, the joke has kind of fallen flat. I imagine but... it's the second one. I don't think it was a cameraman's choice well, or whatever. We'll see. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, so then it's implied that they have slept together. And Chandler is not pleased, he's, he's to say done the it least. Again. <laughs> he's done it again. So now he finds himself in the position where he has to break up with her for a third time in just 14 episodes. Oh, poor Chan Chan. Elsewhere, the girls do have their, their cleansing ceremony. Uh, they basically light a wee fire and a wee bin in the middle of, the, of Monica and Rachel's living room. They throw in some old photographs. They throw in letter love letters and stuff like that clothing and stuff like that and then and then rachel produces a bottle of paolo's aftershave is that what that was yeah oh it was aftershave it looked like a bottle of goldschlager well maybe it wasn't i thought it was like just a lazy joke against greasy europeans and how they like slather on aftershave which is basically pure alcohol but maybe it was just a bottle of alcohol it looked like no, because then she pours it on the fire, and yep. Monica quickly is like, wait a minute, isn't that pretty much pure Al, like, you yep. know, saying, implied that it is, she wouldn't have said that if it was alcohol, mm. I imagine. So it looked, I thought it was aftershave. Okay, if it's aftershave, great, I must have missed that. I thought it was Goldschlager, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, anyway, she pours it on the fire, and then it goes all up in flames, and yeah, they have to get the fire department out. And what do you know? It's a bunch of really handsome... Three handsome hunks. Because that's the way it always is. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so anyway, so the night takes quite a turn for those ladies. Michael? Yeah. Question. Mm-hmm. Have you ever burned something of an ex's? Nah. Have you ever destroyed or ruined or ripped or threw away something of an ex's? I've put, I've put stuff in the bin. But like not in some sort of grand ceremony. It was more like I'm cleaning out 
I'm cleaning out like all my stuff in like this closet and here's a here's a bunch of stuff I'm gonna put it in the bin a bunch like, of stuff yeah I don't want to go into it but it's like <laughs> letters and 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 various other presents that you've been given and you're like I don't need these anymore I have no emotional attachment to these anymore into the bin with them but it's not like you're you're making it seem like some sort of grand romantic gesture is literally like clearing out space with like t-shirts I no longer want and magazines that I'm no longer going to read like it's just the simple creation of space have you burned anything yeah burned anything no 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 burning no burning okay you're very careful to establish that any anything else ever ceremoniously thrown anything into the ocean <laughs> nope not into the ocean just a lot of ripping and tearing and destroying with my bare hands it's a therapeutic <laughs> means of ridding myself from them very good <laughs> um ross goes on his date he tells a, 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 a or he makes a, a goofy observation about dogs suffering from jet lag, uh, which which is classic. What Ross. a sad sack! <laughs> no, that's classic not a sad sack. Sad sack. It's just goofy. He's also looks as if, and I know we talk about like suits that look too big, but seriously, it looks like he's wearing his fucking dad's his dad suit on this I date. Think he's, I think that's just his style. I think it's everyone's style because I think like Chandler's. You notice like, it on. On him. Chandler's slightly guilty of it as well. Joey never wears a suit. He's too busy rocking the turtleneck. Turtlenecks, for good to say, <laughs> looking like a magician on his stride of pride at the end of the day. But yeah, so he goes on a date. He tells a little joke. Uh, you know, they get 20 seconds into the date, and who should arrive in the same Benny Hanna of Tokyo in New York on Valentine's Day but Carol 2.0 and Susan. Oh, boy. Sitting exactly opposite from them. In the restaurant. Awkward. While we're on the subject, I mean, isn't it like having a first date on Valentine's Day? That's a little bit That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, it goes better for him than it did for Liz Lemon when she dated John Hamm on Valentine's Day. (laughs) Poor Liz Lemon. It's a lot of pressure because Valentine's Day is supposed to be very very romantic. It's kind of for more established couples or couples that are still in their honeymoon phase and Mm -hmm. whatnot. And having a first date, you feel pressured to... To maybe say more or do more than you normally would just because of the stupid day. Mm. It's not a good idea. But they don't even acknowledge it. No, I don't don't think they intentionally said, oh, great, it's Valentine's Day. Let me set up a date Mm -hmm. in Ross's case. I just think it happened to be Valentine's Day. But gosh, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And the pressure seems to get to him because the date doesn't go overly well. Anyway, Susan... Yeah, it doesn't seem like they... uh, they click very well. Yeah. And well, to be fair, he's distracted from the very beginning. You know, he's too busy snooping on his ex and, and uh, ha 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 her, her lesbian lover. Ha 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 ha. Sitting across Hilarious. the table. Susan gets called away to work. It sounds like she is like, work, she works in television or something. You can kind of hear it in hushed tones that they're filming something or other. So she gets called away. Ross seems to think that it would be only polite to invite Susan 2.0 to, to, to join him and his girlfriend on a date is like <laughs> you're shaking your head is there any reality where this would be acceptable no what if it like what if they had been on like their 10,000th date and she had known about Susan for for many years maybe. rather than just finding out about her 20 minutes okay, before okay fine yes maybe <laughs> because then it wouldn't be so big of a deal. But right. on your first date, 
And he's dropping all these bombs. Oh, that's Mac's wife. Oh, that's the baby she's carrying. That's my baby. Uh, they're still trying to get to know each other's, like, names and hobbies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then he invites her over. But not only invites her over, makes everyone else at the table scooch down. Yeah. And disrupt their meal on their Valentine's Day date. Yeah, I, I think that's okay. That's fine. I, I guess, but he just implied that Benny everyone Hannah. would, like, move, move over. But, yeah. okay, so they're sitting there. It's for a pregnant lady. Okay, sure, but... It's not fair to this woman that he's on a date with. They're trying to get to know each other. She's trying to find love just as much as he is. And then he brings his ex-wife into the picture, which he clearly still has feelings for. Mm-hmm. And I think that's bad. Yeah. It's a, it's a dating no-no. the worst. It's a dating no-no. Uh, yeah, it's a dating no-no for all of you all who want to invite their pregnant ex-wives to their date. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. That is expert advice. Uh, elsewhere, Chandler is, we're, we're, you know, it's like we've rewound seven episodes, basically, because Chandler's a bit of a neurotic mess because he realizes he has to break up with Janice again. But wait a minute, hold on a second. Were they dating? Why does he need to break up with... Well, I think if you've been, if you've dated someone in the past, Uh and then you wind up back with them, like... Technically, they went on a, d- a date the night before, and they've ended up sleeping together. Is that a date? Are they dating? Are they boyfriend and girlfriend now? I think you have to address it. I guess, but that, I don't think that means that they're dating. Mm. Why is it automatically implied that they're in a relationship? Well, 1995. That's why. I Okay. We'll blame it all on the 90s. Yeah. So anyway, he has to basically tell her that it was a one-off. He's not interested in seeing her again. And in previous episodes, we've seen her kind of freak out and be like, oh, I can't believe you did this. But in this episode, she's kind of just like, okay, whatever. I know you're going to come crawling back. And can I tell you something, Elizabeth? Tell me, Michael. This confident, assured portrayal of Janice kind of worked for me. I was kind of digging it. You asked me before, would I, Janice? And it was a no, but there she's like, yeah, whatever. I'll see you in a couple of weeks because you need me. I was like, yeah. That's a that's a, a self-assured woman I can get behind. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go ask her out then? <laughs> we did it to her so simple. But anyway, so she, yeah, she's like, she doesn't give two fucks because she knows he's going to come crawling back. It's kind of true, though. <laughs> she even points it out. Oh, New Year's, you did this. Now yep. it's Valentine's Day, you did this. Like, you really care about me and you want me around or else you wouldn't be contacting me all this time. So I'll see you soon. Yeah. All right. Here's a kiss. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. See you later. Yeah. It's true. And like, it works. She has no reason not to think otherwise. I liked it. Like she's no longer like it's probably like one of the strongest representations of of women in the season so far. We, you know, we're, we're seeing the, the three main girls just like burning parts of <laughs> burning things from their ex-boyfriends because they're so hung up on all these past relationships and she's just sort of like showing them two fingers and being like i'm not bothered at all off i go so anyway and and then the tables are turned because as soon as she leaves chandler's like oh give me a call give me a call call me and joey's just sitting there in his turtleneck being like yeah turtleneck for god's sakes would you say he looked like santa (laughs) yeah an off-duty santa claus off-duty santa right yeah so anyway, that kind of wraps all that up in a nice little bundle. Uh, Ross and Su- back at the restaurant, Ross and Susan are getting on like a house on fire. The old magic's still there, it would seem. 
uh, Ross, they're, they're swapping old stories, they're having a good time. Ross turns to kind of share a story with his date and, and lo and behold, the date is scarpered. She's having none of this. She's, she's not interested. Um, with, with good reason. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, you can't think that she was being unreasonable. You're sort of like, this is weird. Uh, I'm out of here. Yeah. So off she went. Ross is like, oh, I can't believe I blew it. And you can't help but think, really, Ross? You can't believe you blew it? You asked someone out on a date and then spent the whole date talking to your ex-wife and you are surprised that they left. That's not a dig against Ross, but, like, you can't be surprised, basically. I mean, it's so obviously... It's so... I mean, it's so obvious how much he's in love with her still. Yes, and and, and that's what comes up next. He's like, oh, I don't want to go on dates. I just... It's so easy with you. I miss you. I love you. And, you know, he's like, I know you're a lesbian, but let's just forget about that for a second. Because you're carrying my baby. We should get back together. And she's like, well, I love you too, but I am a lesbian. So, there you go. They kiss. They do kiss. He kind of forces himself on her. No, I thought it was very mutual. Mm -hmm. They both kind of went in for it at the same time. It didn't seem like it was one-sided at all. Yeah, but from her end, there is still affection, you know. Well, of course. She obviously yeah. loves and cares for him. She, she did marry him. She loves but not in a romantic or sexual way. Right. And he is in love with her, but I think, in, in a romantic and sexual way. That's the thing. Yes, That's the course. difference. Yeah. But she's a lesbian. Yeah. So Ross needs to accept that. She's not just going to run back to him. But I think Ross is still demonstrating a sort of mid-1990s... Um, attitude towards lesbianism and homosexuality where perhaps it's just a phase that people go through and you know they'll, they'll snap out of it and they'll no. come back no no i know that isn't the case but oh. like that may have been Maybe perhaps more of the attitude to uh, to homosexuality back in the mid-1990s sure could be yeah. yeah i mean i don't know i i wasn't privy to the inside scoop of homosexuality and that time when i was a wee child but you know mm-hmm. you never know so anyway they kind of wrap it up you know she's like yeah i love you too but i'm a lesbian so it's never gonna happen and then yeah they, they just kind of they, they kind of wrap up you know yeah she's like you'll you'll find someone don't worry about it and then which i'm sure he will well don't count on it he's a sad sack <laughs> he's fine he's okay he's trying no he's, I, I feel so bad for him he that's why to, he's a sad sack he just needs to get a tailor Get some proper fitting suits. And... But God, he's sweet when it comes to the baby, though. Huh? Oh, uh, that's... there we yeah, go. Yeah, I know, I know. So then we get the end credits where the the firemen are sticking around in the girl's apartment. They're like, yeah, we'll come back to pick you up after our shift. We'll bring the fire truck. We'll let you ring the bell, all that stuff. <laughs> and the girls are like, oh, we finally met three guys. The cleanse worked. Oh, we've got three sexy firemen. Hooray, hooray. And then the episode ends, you know, cut to outside the apartment. The firemen are talking and they're like, oh, did you tell them about your wife? And they're like, no, I didn't tell my girlfriend about my wife, so I'm not going to tell them. So these firemen, they're dirty dogs. Dirty dogs. Dirty, dirty dogs. I guess the cycle is going to continue. And yeah, old Phoebe, Monica and Rachel, they're just going to have to wait a little bit longer for their Prince Charmings. Yeah, I guess so. But you know what? Something tells me they're going to get there. Well, I know one will get there. <laughs> <laughs> now we know. No, no. we. No, I'm sure they will all get there. They all deserve a, a really nice person because they're all great people themselves. All of them. They mm-hmm. really are. So I hope they do get them. And I hope I'm along for the ride in this next, the next 14 years of my life oh as my I God. 
critique these. Yeah, right. So that was episode 14 from season one, the one with the candy hearts. The candy hearts really didn't play into it very much. No, it was just a, a moment of it where, yeah. you know, Janice gave Chandler candy hearts that said, like, Chan and Jan on them before <laughs> he decided, oh, uh, this isn't going to work. She got them made up in an afternoon. It's kind of cute. Yeah, or, unless she saved them from last time. That they were <laughs> she just had them. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, um, what did you think of that episode, Elizabeth? I I thought it flew by. It felt like a 10-minute episode. Yes, it was fast. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's a good thing. It kind of shows, like, sparky writing and, you know, quick quick back and forths. Uh, yeah, I think I liked it because the girls were one story. You like those? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like when they're kind of, like, in a collective and they're, like... You like it when it's Monica and Rachel and Phoebe. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a good episode. I thought it was a, a bit of an inconsequential episode, but it, it was enjoyable nonetheless. Yeah, I actually like Janice. I like the character of Janice. Yeah, uh, I used to despise her. Oh, like, yeah. I, like, I think I was on, like, Team Chandler when it came to that. But again, just watching it uh, as a grown-up, I suppose, um, yeah. She's she, a good actress. She's, she's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Maggie Wheeler. Yeah, yeah. She, she does all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She revved my engine this episode. Oh, God. <laughs> no one needs to hear that, Michael. So anyway, next up we have uh, episode 15 from season one, which which came out a week later. It is the one with the stoned guy. The stoned Now, you've seen these episodes. Do you remember that one? The stoned guy. Um, No. I mean, it's been a while since yeah, I've seen them. Sure. Uh, I'm looking forward to it only because it, it does feature one of uh, a guest appearance from one of my favorite comedic performances of all t- performers of all time. Ooh, so I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so we'll we'll get to that, and y- yeah, you'll understand the title when we get there. Okay. But until then, I guess we shall say goodbye and thank you for listening. As always, you can uh, help support the show. Give us a little follow on Twitter at FriendsPod. If you're so inclined to help uh, contribute to our drinking game, if you would like, there's still plenty of room to add more rules, and that's something that's going to be ever evolving. So, so please do that, and just you know, drop us a wee line on Twitter if you're enjoying the show and and like what we do. You know, we'd love to hear from you. And you can also help support us in a, a couple of ways. I mean, probably the best way of, of doing it is, uh, if you like the show and what we do, is uh, telling a friend. You know, if you, ha- if you have friends, word of mouth, you know, pass it on. You know, if, if you have friends that like podcasts and like friends, then, you know, maybe just gently nudge them in the direction of this show. And if you're feeling particularly generous, uh, a little positive review on iTunes as well will help us reach a bigger audience. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much for that in advance and thank you very much for listening Elizabeth it's always a pleasure always next time we sit down to talk about these uh, we're going to be launching into our drinking game so uh, chin chin I suppose indeed cheers everyone thanks everyone bye (laughs) 